right, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Butterfly Effect podcast. <laughs> um, it's been a little while. A little while. It's, it's been, been a long, long while. while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been a. 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 A break. <laughs> yeah. It's a been vacation. A little bo- it's been a little vacation or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, we took some time off, not intentionally, I don't think. No. Um, but I think it was a good break to kind of like refigure out what we wanted to do with this podcast. And yeah, well, I also think that when everything like we took a break and everything kind of like happened. the whole world kind of yeah. crashed. Yeah, so yeah. it was it was good timing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited to be back. If this is your first time joining us, I'm Steph. I'm Liz. And we are so excited that you decided to click on the Butterfly Effect podcast. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, welcome back to all the other people that have been listening to us for a little while. Uh, Hi, thank guys. You. Thank you for listening. We love you guys yeah. so, so much. Um, I just want to kind of share a little bit of update of what's been going on in our in life. Go for it, quarantine. I'll go for mine. Okay, so I have been taking up a few hobbies um because <laughs> the heck? because i've been off of work um so there's only so much that i can do um i've done like my lesson planning and just things like that but when that's over i'm like okay now what yeah so i've been taking up a few hobbies hmm. uh tap dancing um oh <laughs> i've been trying to tap dance um guitar playing i don't okay <laughs> uh the bass R- uh, sure singing oh uh archery Okay, but um, I think the whole point of hobbies is to know how to do it, and you don't know how to play guitar, you don't know how to play bass. When I'm like practicing, I've been taking it up. I've been taking it okay, up. Okay, but you haven't been taking it up. What you've been doing is that when I'm playing and I'm singing, you'll be like, "Can I play guitar?" I'm like, "Sure, like why not?" And you'll just strum things and be like, "I'm doing so good." I'm it like, "You're not so even good. playing real chords." It sounds so good though. So hire me for all your um, band needs because I feel like you're so far away. Okay. Come close. Why does it know I'm comfortable? Oh, okay. I guess I'll just have to shout across the room to you. (laughs) You don't I can hear you. You're in my head. Shut up. Shut up. Okay. Okay. All these hobbies. I have all these very great hobbies. The cajon. I'm really good at the cajon. Um let me see what else. Let me see what else. Um I think that's it. Yeah, that's a little bit of it. That's about it. <laughs> so have you been feeling with like everything? Because you're off two weeks because of the coronavirus. So yeah, the like, pandemic thing. How you doing with that? Um, I'm all right. I mean, I'm bored. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, I don't know. Like, I'm, I want to be respectful of our government and stuff like that. So I've been kind of abiding by like the guidelines, not going out, not really mm. talking to people not um, talking to people yeah, that's what like, the government said don't talk to people <laughs> yeah well pretty much well, yeah, like social don't go distancing, out and yeah. like whatever yeah yeah so like that's kind of like what i've been doing um but i've been a little bored yeah um which is why i have been taking up all these yeah i mean things. that's fun why not yeah i mean that's pretty much it like i feel like i'm like um not antsy not anxiety and like i don't have okay. anxiety over it i'm not like worried over it right. and i'm not saying like if you are like that's wrong i'm just saying this me personally, personally i'm just not um and it doesn't make me any better than anybody else before because i've already gotten some backlash off of that like oh you think you're a better christian than me because you're not worried no i'm just weird and like things like this i'm like okay i just kind of roll with the punches like all right this is what's happening okay let's pray um i've been fasting there's just been some personal things going on in my own heart that the lord's been kind of revealing during this time yeah um that i've just kind of been like repenting for or fasting over and just i'm praying over my personal 
stuff. Right. Um, but regarding like outside of like the spiritual aspect of everything, I've just been chilling. Just, yeah. you know, here and there. Hanging with family. Hanging yeah. with family, hanging with the kids, our nieces and nephew. Um, you know, it might might start gardening. Oh, okay. at some point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, God. It's a bored. Yeah. Me and Sam are like, we're we're horrible together like i we're just coming up with it's all a whole these storm yeah, you it's together whole, it's like a hurricane a and a tornado all yeah together, yeah it's yeah. like i have this idea sam plays off of the idea it's and it's bad. a wrap it's bad so like we're coming up with like this we're there's no thinking anything through it yeah let's do it yeah and i'm like ah. <laughs> yeah we're like trying different science projects like mm. um we're gonna do like a volcano Mm. you know like i'm so excited for it. it's gonna be it's gonna happen on tuesday or monday i'm not sure when but we're gonna do a whole volcano thing there's a volcano in like i don't know if anybody just thought of it and like i don't know what tv show it's from or if it's in a movie but there's oh my god it's honey i shrunk the kids uh-huh do you have you seen that movie no with the volcano scene no. okay no. never mind okay anyway <laughs> if you've seen that movie you know what i'm she's pretty sure it's about. that movie but i don't go know ahead. yeah no, go i've ahead. never seen the movie um or we're trying to do the can with the string i mean you could just text i but know we got walkie talkies <laughs> you could just call <laughs> we talk to each other we don't text each other anymore we just talk FaceTime. to each other through the walkie talkies i don't know it's, it's fun. just more it's fun. fun it's, it's fun. more fun yeah. so we're trying to do like the can thing we're trying to do a pulley system we're like, system. like we're doing a string from our my apartment mm. to Sammy's window, and like if I leave something there, we put it in a bucket, and she just you know. Okay, like, that is a good idea. You know, like that's kind not of bad. I pull it towards me, and she like yeah, you know what not, I mean, like a bad. little system where bad. it's like, you know, we're gonna see how to do that. Micah's on all of it. I sent Michael of all the supplies we need. Mike is gonna build it for us, and we're gonna do it. Um, so thanks, Micah, for being you and yeah. playing into all our craziness. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like what I've been up to is just random, literally mm -hmm. random stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, pretty much it. Yeah. How about you? Well, I still have work, um, which is actually really great and nice. Cause I know a lot of people are out of a, technically out of a job right now, but, um, I still have work. We closed down the office. So I, which is my favorite thing. <laughs> like we lock the doors so sure. <laughs> and nobody's calling and for anybody who know who doesn't know I work for my dad's auto body shop and I'm like a secretary and I also do paperwork and everything like that and so people right now aren't driving so they're not hitting each other or <laughs> right. hitting any deer so right. like there's not an influx of work coming in and my dad's business is always really really busy we're still busy which is crazy but um, as far as like office goes, it's like dead. Yeah. So I've kind of just been, um, yeah, like you said earlier, like fasting and just really focusing on my relationship with God. And, and a lot of things have been coming up before everything with the coronavirus happened. I was feeling like this stirring inside. Um, and uh, so I kind of have been working on myself a lot ever since that last podcast episode that we did, the overcoming fear one. Um, I've had like a complete revelation on like who God is and, and fear in general. And I've just been like, God has really been working things out in me. So I've just been focusing on that. Um, as far as the virus goes, uh, I'm not worried at all. Right. Uh, I yeah i'm not worried <laughs> i don't know how else to put it but like right. um it's yeah yeah 
Um, yeah. yeah, and I and I just want to like let you guys know, like, if you are worried, yeah. um, there's nothing wrong. There's with nothing that. wrong with it. Like, we love you guys. We're praying with you guys. We're praying peace over people who are really taking a hit from this. And the f- people who are listening, if your family members or anyone is yeah, sick from sick, it, yeah, like we actually got the you. flu. Steph and I got the flu when everything to America came. We got the flu really, really last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really right bad. It, happened. it was yeah. It was so a little. It was, it was a little weird. It was Friday. We got it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that Friday actually is when they shut everything down. Yep. Like Friday my school closed. Yep. Like everything like started. Cl- I actually left work early because I was like, I'm not feeling good. Yeah. Like I had the body ache, the chills, yeah. the fever. I slept um, for like almost a full 24 hours. Yeah, it was yeah. bad. We got really sick and like, we thought we had it. I, was I like, did. I did think I that like, I had the, yeah. I like looked over at Liz. I'm like, do we have this yeah, thing? Yeah, I did. I did think I did. And we were a little bit afraid. So we know that like, oh, um, that like, oh. what is this? It's like it was full yeah, on flu. But bad. it left. Like we're good. Yeah. We slept. We took care of ourselves. Been taking our vitamins, things mm-hmm. like that. So like um it wasn't that it wasn't like it we don't have the corona it wasn't the coronavirus um sam sam we don't have the coronavirus yeah, i don't i don't have it but <laughs> I, w- I will say i did like i was like hmm like if this doesn't pass for another like two or three days i'm gonna have to go to the doctors and well see what goes on from there yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um but one of like my spiritual moms she's someone that i really like hold dear uh pastor lee she said something where she said like um we're wired for community and Mm. it's almost like we're forced to not have that community when we're wired for it and so um it shows like how important community actually is which is what we've talked about so many times on this podcast like especially being um introverts or or whatever like you know, like you're not as prone to being in crowds. You don't like crowds or whatever the dynamic yeah. is of how you work. Um, but we're still wired to have some kind yeah, of Yeah, like community. I'm an introvert really like a lot, but it's like infected me. Yeah. Like not being able to like be around community. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Like I think that we we learn a lot through this. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to take it as that, like a place to learn. Um, I'm trying not to let it affect me as much, especially like with the media and all that stuff. Like it's real and it's serious. Like I, I'm not downplaying it, but at the same time, like I was telling Liz, like I'm still trying to maintain myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how long the quarantine's going to be. I don't know how long we're going to have all these restrictions. I don't know how long, but in the midst of all of it, I want to make sure that I maintain me, mm-hmm. um, like my childlikeness, my joy, like my fun stuff and like make sure that I still don't take a life to the point where, like you said, like I'm treating people different. I'm afraid yeah. to go for a bike ride or I'm afraid to say hi to family members. And I'm, again, like social distancing, I'm with it. I'm not downplaying it. We've been doing it. We've been practicing it here. Um, but what I mean is that I'm trying to to not let it take away parts of my life mm-hmm. that it has no business taking parts of my life away. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been kind of like keeping it there. Um, which kind of brings us into our topic. Our topic is not about the coronavirus. Um, I feel like everyone's talking about it, mm-hmm. so I don't feel like we need to talk about mm-hmm. it. Um, but during this time, I don't know about you, but during this time I've been doing like a lot of reflection on, um, the church, yeah building and the church us Hmm. like as people um and i've been doing so um like i've been reading books and just doing a lot of research on these 
like these pandemics or these situations and how the church has responded in the past and how it's different than how the church is responding now. Now, I'm not saying that church is closing their doors, like you're wrong, you're not being the church, like not, that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, is like, there is a, um, there is a way to look at it where I'm like, okay, how is the church building responding mm -hmm. and how is we as, as the church responding yes. when it comes to chaos, turmoil, crisis, things like that? It's really had, like this whole thing has had me look inside, like mm -hmm. inward, like I said, and, and really do a self heart check and be like, okay, like, am I responding like the church? What does that look like? What does that sound like? Yeah. Um, so I kind of want to talk about that today. Like, what is the church? What does it embody? What does it look like? What does it sound like? What are, what what is it that the Lord is doing in the hearts of the church? Is this God's mercy on America? Mm -hmm. Like, is God having mercy on the church where we can finally do an inventory check? Yeah. Um, because I think, like, as people, as Christians, we get so busy um, with life, with just everything, that we don't have time to do inventory checks. I'm not saying, like, focus on your inward self and fix yourself, but what I'm saying is really sit down and check your heart and, and place it before biblical standards and say, am I living the way that God has called the church to live? Yeah. Whether or not you're a believer, like you believe in the gifts of the Spirit, or if you practice, it doesn't matter. If you call yourself a Christian, there is a certain biblical standard I, right. I don't care who you yeah. are. There is you call yourself a Christian. You are held to a biblical standard. Pastor, not pastor. Yep. It doesn't matter. Believer, you are held to a biblical standard. And so are we living our lives according to the biblical standard that Jesus says we are to live? Mm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that in itself is already a like convicting it's, question yeah it's very loaded because it causes you to really this is what i've been asking myself i've been fasting and like i broke the fast friday but in my fast all these things came up and and this and i said this to sammy i think i said it to you too i think i said it to sue like fasting causes you to really mm -hmm. like everything like comes to your face when mm -hmm, you're fasting mm -hmm. it's like everything that you've like because you're so vulnerable you can no longer facade anything mm -hmm. not that you were like that we try to facade but we as you natural are people who you are when you're right fasting, yeah. like we as natural people are, are different versions of ourselves depending mm -hmm. on the person we're around it's what we do whether we agree with that or not when you're around a pastor you're a certain way when you're around your friends and your homies you're a certain way when you're around someone you really respect you're certain we mask who we are all the time yeah. right mm -hmm. and so when you're fasting it's like you can't do that because you don't have the energy to right, right? and so i've noticed i'm like i'm like sitting like with myself like while i'm fasting because i'm i'm alone or i'm with sammy and then i come here alone and like in second chronicles i think seven verse 14 it says um if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray then I would hear from heaven, forgive their sins and heal their land. Mm. And like, that's what was pressed on my heart even before the pandemic. Yeah. Like that, that verse of like, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and like this, the fast like humbled me yeah. where I got to see like, oh, I think I'm this way. Not that I've been faking it or intentionally faking it, but like I know scripture, I know my word, I've been reading my word, I've been preaching in conferences and all these different things. I have all these amazing opportunities 
opportunities. But when I when I strip it all down, who is still on the throne? Is it my accomplishment accomplishments right. on the throne, or is God on the throne? Right. And that affects you, yeah. right? Like that affects your character. That affects your approach to people. That affects things. Who is on the throne? You get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, honestly, if you were to take a, a check, like, okay, God, I sat there and I, I stripped everything down. And then I'm like, okay, Lord, like, am I, am I still putting you on the throne? Mm. You know? And so like, it caused me to really, really check. And like, to ask myself that question, like according to biblical standards, am I living the way Jesus says the church is supposed to live? Not only during a crisis, but outside of a crisis Mm. in my job, in my relationships, am I being the Christian that Jesus has called Christians to be? Or am I just saying I'm a Christian? I love the word of God. I preach it and done. Yeah. Like, think, am, am I meeting the standard? Yeah, I think what, like, I totally agree with everything you said. Like, fasting really does bring out a lot in you. I uh, Two weeks ago, our, our pastor um, called for, like, an all-church fast. And um, fasting food for me is really hard because I get really um, dizzy if I don't eat, like, one meal. Right. Like, I will literally pass out. So, it's, uh, I've been when I feel very pressed, like I know when I need to fast food. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't feeling that that was what the Lord was telling me to fast. And um, so I fasted social media and um, I completely like took it all off my phone. And yeah, like you were saying, like these things started coming up inside of me that I realized that like I was trying to be a Christian that I was never designed to be Mm. Um, because of what social media throws out there. It's very easy for your perception of um, society and who you're supposed to be to be warped Mm. and for things that are of this world to trickle into what being a Christian is. It's very easy for that to happen, especially through social media. So I was, I was really like forced to obviously like face that, like, Hmm, like I put filters on the Bible Mm. because of what I've been seeing through social media or because of me not letting certain things go Mm. when it comes to like, who I want to be like I want to be like this like the Kardashians for example like I want to be beautiful like that or I want to be like that's not biblical at all to like idolize like a body it's not I mean I don't have anything against having body goals I think that's beautiful but like that's that's not what God wants for you sure like what what he wants as a Christian is not on the outside it's all on the inside and I think for me what I was seeing myself doing is that um, I was I was thinking that being a Christian is is something that I I, I like wear instead mm. of something that happens inside of me. Yeah. So um yeah so I I kind of understand what you were were saying, yeah. but like, what is the the church meant to look like? Like, what is it biblically wise? Well, I was you? I we've we've been um, which is why we chose the church. Well, the church kind of chose us yeah. that we go to now. They've been doing a study on the book of Acts of yeah. what happens when the church starts being the church, which is a question we had for a year, for yeah. about a year yeah. and a half. Like, okay, what does the church look like? Kind of the same okay, kind of so question. Truth um, yeah. yeah. And 
I've been kind of going over like those teachings. Yeah. Um, like from the beginning into like where they mm-hmm. are now with the teaching. And one of the things that they brought up, which is why I think that this pandemic or crisis or it doesn't necessarily have to be this, but I've seen it because I've been studying the church's response in times of crisis, whether it was during segregation, when yeah. that was a movement, Oof, yeah. um, when when african-americans were attacked for for yep. for their color um that crisis or whatever the um AIDS. even the aids Maybe. crisis the even the crisis um with uh what the heck is it called um where in the 20s where it was right. like the the economic oh, crash yes, 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 yes like yes. the great depression yes. like what yes. was the church's response during that because ah, the church was very present yeah. there yeah. that was a very big crisis the church was alive yeah. during that time so what was the church's response during all these like and yeah crisis in history situations? Class, they never share you know, they never yeah. share but i don't know like something prompted me to go back mm. and look at the church's That's response and there's always been this response of of kind of withdraw and mm-hmm. then out of the withdrawal comes these these i don't know if they call if we would call them remnants mm-hmm. but people that the lord stirs their hearts mm-hmm. right or that they um that they see what's going on and they say no no no, there, there has to be a response yeah. and they run into the crisis and not away from the crisis yeah um and like that's what i've seen the church do where it's been like a almost like a literally like what it looks like is a shutting Mm -hmm. and then out of the shutting rises a people. And so I was like, okay, Lord, like we were talking about, okay, the church is shutting their doors. Should the church shut their doors or this is going on? Should they respond this way? Um, But what the Lord started to show me was that in the closing, he starts to realign the hearts of his people Mm. and the ones that get it, like the ones that are sitting there in the realignment and allow the realignment to happen. It hurts, right? It doesn't Mm -hmm. feel good. There's a lot coming out there's repenting there's all these things and then out of that is birthed a, a, like a reformation like a group of people yeah. that stand there and they go okay now i'm ready to run into the crisis a bunch of daniels a bunch of, daniels, a bunch of esters. jeremiah's esters that stand there and say okay this is what's going on i have vision i've repented now the lord can use me yeah you get what i'm saying because what happens is this is that I believe that the Lord allows these things to happen to give the church a time to, again, realign and repent. Mm. I think that in Christianity, we don't talk about repentance enough. I think we've kind of shied away from repentance. Yeah, and that's something that was really birthed in my heart Uh, maybe two weeks ago. I was like, wait a second. Right. Why aren't we talking about repentance? Why am I not? Sure. Why have I not thought about that? Sure. Like, I think we think, okay, Jesus came, died for our sins. Right. Beautiful. Right. But there's still this need because repentance means a turning. Yeah. Which means that we were walking in the wrong direction. Sure. And that's so easy for us to do as Christians every single day. Right. And I think that repentance is looked at as something that's like, oh, you did something so bad and you're you're gross and you're the, no, no, no. Repentance is just turning away, admitting, wait a second, like my vision isn't very right. Sure. I don't think repentance necessarily has to do with a sin. I think it is sometimes a sin issue, like you're actually acting in a sin, but I also think it has to do with a certain mentality. Yeah. Like God, I repent for like viewing you in this way, or I repent for only thinking of this part of you and not your holiness and Mm -hmm. not, and not the wrath of God. Like I repent for that. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly yeah. that. And I think you said something that was so interesting where you said we start to adopt the ways of the world. You didn't yeah. say it like this, yeah, but yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah. culture, it, yeah, yeah. it kind of trickles into our view and our perception of Christianity and Jesus. Yeah. And I think that is why, like, as a kid, my youth group name was I Know. Yeah. In, uh, of, they're still called I yeah, Know. Um, I Know Youth. That was our name when I it's was so a teenager, cool. right? And it's this it's this picture of set apart, yeah. be set apart, yeah. like in this world, but not of it. And I yeah. and as a kid, I never really understood it. Even in my young adult years, I'm like, how can you be apart from the world? Like, I didn't understand it. Um, but then, like, kind of through through just different things, through maturity and through like perception, like changing my perspective and really studying it. I believe that's why that's why it was said that way. Yeah. Um, I believe Paul, the apostle said it like and then and then the scripture that says come out from among them mm-hmm. right it's this mm-hmm. ver- it's this it's this perspective of like this is how everyone else is responding yeah. in the midst of everything yeah. chaos family issues financial issue this is how people respond come out from among them yeah. this is how you are to respond in yeah. the face of that yeah. you get what i'm saying and then what i've seen is that which i haven't seen before when studying just how the church is responding crisis is that when you respond differently instead of people following that it's almost like isaiah they get mad at you yeah they're like oh you think you're better than us oh you're foolish for thinking this way oh you're this and you get attacked Mm -hmm. and i'm like whoa this is so different and i think can i say something i think that that's how you know that you're genuinely walking in what god has called you to do sure like especially nowadays like i believe that like you said god is is building up like a remnant of people is raising people up and if you look in the bible in history all these people were shunned for like isaiah daniel esther they were all shunned for what they believed and they were all shunned for speaking up so my personal not my personal this is truth like i know that me like us standing up for certain things and being like no i'm not doing that sure it doesn't align with what society is yeah. saying. So you are going to be rejected. You are. Yeah. And I, and I think like, and it, but what I've seen it, it's not just by society. Right. It's by Even Christians. Christians. Yeah. Like it's by other believers. Yeah. Like I've sat with believers and they've sat with me on certain things. I said, but this is the perspective, whether it was a failing marriage, whatever it is, like they, they say to me like, well, stuff like I'm allowed. Cause I'm like, well, blessed are the peacemakers. Right. right? Or, or you're called to submit to your husband yeah. or, or, or all these different right, things, right, biblical right. standards, biblical standards. It's not like I'm making it up. This is yeah. the biblical standard of how God says to respond. And it's all this hit back. Right. Yeah. And so like what I've noticed is that like the persecution hasn't necessarily come from society because we, we expect the world to reject oh, yeah. us as people, but it starts to come from Christians. And I'm it's like, tough. whoa, yeah. this is scary. Like we're living in such a scary time where my own brothers and sisters in the faith are rejected me because my response isn't out of fear it isn't out of oh i don't know like it, it all comes down to the root of it is if god is on the throne or not right, right? and and in like this is gonna this is gonna sting some people because i've gotten some hit back when i've said this where i'm like is god sovereign in the doctor report is god sovereign right yeah. do you know the sovereignty of god is god on the throne yes or no yeah but i get this no 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 is god yeah. sovereign in the midst of this crisis is god sovereign yeah but there's this no is god sovereign and i rest in the sovereignty of who he is yeah. i rest that god is still sitting on his throne in the midst of all chaos the peace of god surpasses all all understanding meaning 
what that verse means is that it doesn't make sense to have peace. Yeah. It I, goes it goes beyond you. Yeah. Right? I, I, I think when you're talking about that, I lately I've been thinking about the verses of taking up my cross and crucifying flesh, which is something two years ago that I would have never read Rejected, because I was yeah. really hurt. But anyway, so um what you were saying, like saying things that are like well that doesn't make sense like how can i have peace in a chaotic situation well you're meant to crucify your flesh sure it doesn't feel good it's not pretty and it's 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 like um if you look at the cross and in the the whole reason why people were being crucified is because they were being judged for something sure so you need to judge the thing that is speaking against you because it has no right right yeah so it's it's super easy and then and then paul talks about how how there's he's he's at war with his spirit and his flesh yeah like people need to understand that there's a constant war for your spirit and for your flesh to take over and i think once you start to realize that war inside of you it's it's easier for you to be like oh no that's the flesh i'm crucifying that thing it has no right i can't it has no right yeah Yeah, like i judge that because it's it's it can't stand before god yeah like enough yeah so but like you were saying like it feels wrong and it feels weird like to have peace or to um what were you saying about husbands like submit submit to your husbands and stuff like that um obviously there's different you know yeah yeah levels of that when it comes to like abuse and, and stuff like that sure. but people understand don't take it out of context be, uh, out of context because that's that stuff's annoying yeah, yeah but um and submitting to your husband and and crucifying the part of you that wants to be like well no yeah the complaining part yeah of like you we don't the- we don't that right to live in our flesh is gone yeah you don't you don't have, like it, it's been you, eradicated bro if you call yourself a christian yes like if you truly call yourself a son or a daughter like this is and this is why i wanted to do this podcast yeah. because i've been so convicted me too like even i've been reading hebrews 12 over yes, and over like you endurance. asked me yeah you asked me like stuff like what does it look like to be the church like yeah. what does that look like Endure, like baby. like not just the church as a whole i'm like i'm not talking about the building i'm talking about us as a people yeah we're called the church of jesus christ we are called the bride of Jesus. And so I've been reading Hebrews 12. I've been reading through the book of Acts. And like one thing that I want to mention, because like, again, the question is like, what does the church yeah. look like? Um, in the book of Acts, it says that when when crisis broke out, mm. right, when they were being persecuted the first time, Acts chapter four, yeah. where Peter and John are thrown yep. in front of the Sanhedrin and they're they're told and they're threatened. If you continue to preach the word of God, we're going to kill you. We're going to torture you. <laughs> yeah. All this stuff. This is the first threat. Right. It says Peter and John went and plugged mm-hmm. themselves in around people that would build them up. It didn't say it says that they went to the temple. But let's say right now you can't go to the temple. Right. Right. right? Or let's say you're doing we're, we're doing the whole social distancing. Yeah. It doesn't say to cut the person off Mm -hmm. it says that they went and they spoke with people that would build them up and it says that in that they listen the people listen whatever their community whatever their little base was whatever their crowd Mm -hmm. was that people right began to look at peter and john and it says together they Mm -hmm. reminded each other about who god God was was. Mm -hmm. 
right? And so they exalted God. They reminded God, you are creator. God, yes. you're on the throne. God, you know everything from beginning to the end. You're alpha and omega. You are sovereign. They began to out loud in the midst of crisis, in the midst of persecution, remind themselves and the people around them of God on the throne. Yeah. And then it says that they were filled with boldness because they did that, right. like the steps. And then in Hebrews 12, where it talks about endurance, mm-hmm. right? And so in the midst of everything going on, we remind ourselves, this is who God is, mm. right? And then we are filled with endurance because we are seeing God, mm-hmm. right? It says, look at Jesus, be filled with endurance, mm-hmm. right? And he says this, how do I look at Jesus? He says, be filled with holiness and and he says something else. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I can go get my Bible. Let me look it, it up. Um, God. Yeah. In uh, Psalm 77, um, it's really interesting. I don't mean to bring up the virus, but, you know, it's what's going on nowadays. So sure. um, it's interesting because in Psalm 77, David is is crying out to God because of what's going on in the world. All the death, all the wickedness and all that. And he pauses and then he says, but, and he begins to list like how God is the creator right. and how he, he is above it all. Yeah. And that's where, that's, that's where David finds his peace. That's the key. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's like to build off of what you're saying, cause Hebrew 12, I just looked it up. Yeah. It says in verse 14, the way that you look at God is with holiness and peace. Yeah. And he says, without those two things, you cannot even look at God. Holiness and peace set apart. I looked up the word holiness, what it means in that verse. It means to be set apart or consecrated. Consecration and peace gives you endurance during these times. And then he starts off Hebrews 12 by saying, you are surrounded by a crowd of witnesses. In Acts 4, they were surrounded by people that would build them up. They are surrounded. There's this sense of surrounding yourself. And I also want to say, I don't know if someone's listening right now um, that maybe had this thought, but if you're thinking in your mind, well, I've tried doing that. I have tried that with, with everything that I have and, and it doesn't work. I've tried crucifying my flesh. I've tried, I've tried putting to death anxiety and fear and panic. I just want to settle your mind because that is not of God. That is not something that is of God. That is from the enemy and you can endure and you will endure. It's, it's the spirit inside of you. It's the spirit inside of you that is, that gives you the ability to crucify your flesh. So we just call on God right now that God will just steady your mind and give you peace and understanding to know that, that it is Christ inside of you. Christ dwells inside of you and he is the one who can crucify your flesh. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's true. No, it's true. But but that's the point is that like when you are plugging yourself into people, um, you are being reminded of those things. Right. Yeah. The sovereignty of God, how God is for you, all these beautiful truths. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, start to take root in your heart. Yeah. Bitterness leaves, anxiety leaves, yeah. all these different things leaves. And and so like I was talking to one of my friends the other way day, she's in Maryland. Um, and we were talking about how like how easy it is for anxiety to take root and how many believers they look at anxiety and they say, Well, I've been praying, I've been fasting, I've been trying to break this thing and I can't shake it. And I love therapy. I'm not saying therapy yeah. is wrong, therapy is good. It's good. Do it's good therapy. to talk things out. It is, yeah. Um, but like 
it's like what you said like it's like in their own effort they're trying to do it because they think this is the formula to break it yeah when that's not the formula the formula to break those things or not formula i don't want to call it a formula but what it is it's a a depth and relationship Mm -hmm, with jesus mm -hmm. like i can't take away the anxiety but jesus you can yeah right jesus you spoke to the storm and command peace be still jesus you are authoritative it is not me in my strength and in my own self but god when i look to you god when i cling to you father the bible says the bible tells me that when i go into his refuge into his shadow all anxiety leaves the bible says it Mm. all anxiety leaves not some anxiety all anxiety all fear all sexual immorality all these things begin to fall off purity begins to replace itself peace begins to replace itself wholeness all these different things start to come together when i exalt god bigger than what i'm feeling in my situation yeah there's like this this weird thing that like a thought that like well it's not enough to like think like god is bigger sure it is enough yeah like it's it takes it takes this certain amount of like we were saying like crucifying those thoughts and being like no no like one by one tearing them down and then exalting god yeah above it all it's, yeah it it's not something that's difficult sure and i think that and it's not a feeling Right. Like, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. I feel like people think that it's like, oh, I'll feel this like crazy amount of boldness to like Ooh. exalt God. It's no, it's like, it's, it's simple. Right. It's not this hoorah moment yet. Yeah. And it can be sometimes. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. Yeah. But like most of the time it, it's just like this. No God, but God. Yeah. But God. But God. Yeah. yeah. And I think the other thing too, like that's been like, like, I, I don't know, like I've been looking at how God is raising people up and like, I've been kind of following them on social media and their posts and they, and someone says something that I thought was so cool. They said, Jesus touched a leper, right? Yeah, so she bro. said, and then, and then a few hours later, she goes, I just touched a leper, meaning like someone who like, I'm, I'm guessing yeah. had the virus and she touched them and prayed for them. And she was saying like, she gave a testimony because she was before she's a pastor and before they became her and her husband became mm-hmm. pastor they ministered to AIDS victim and no one would touch them and so she was saying because they had AIDS because they had the disease but they would they would hug them and they would pray over them and she says some of them would say that this was the first hug they had in years because no one would touch them they would shun them do you get what i'm saying and again i'm like i'm not saying everyone go around and touch someone that has the virus be spirit led be smart use wisdom but what i am saying is that jesus christ came and he says these things will happen so this is the other thing is that everybody's shocked (laughs) and like girl read your word the bible says that these this is normal this is gonna happen right and so like but he says this, he says, take heart because I've overcome these things, yeah. right? Take heart. Yes. These things, it will happen, right? You will be persecuted. Mm-hmm. You will have to go through these things. You will, it will not, it might to some, it will happen to the church. So he's saying it's going to happen. And he says, but take heart, yeah. right? Like take joy. I've, I've overcome these things. So yeah. you're going to overcome these things. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know. I think that the church looking like the church us as people looking at the church looks like us realigning our hearts again yeah. with God which I think is what's happening I do too. like there's this repentance that's been sweeping not all not all people but some of the people like that are in church and that God is like really going to use during these times have been really 
doing a, a like a humbling yeah. like reality check of like God like are you on the throne in my heart I repent on behalf yeah. of my nation I repent yeah. on behalf of the church at large I repent God I repent for me it's like an Isaiah 6 moment yeah. which is so weird that we talked about Isaiah 6 mm-hmm. we taught about it way before like two weeks before everything mm-hmm. happened um, we taught on Isaiah 6 where he says woe is me for I am an, a, man, a man of unclean lips and I live amongst a people of unclean lips yeah. and then it says that a coal came and touched his lips there was a purifying there and that's what i believe that the lord is doing like again like there's this shutting away and this rising up that's happening and then going forth that's been happening in the church and so like um for all the people that have been taking hits because they have peace beyond understanding Mm -hmm. i just want you to know like we celebrate and we honor you um that is biblical to have peace beyond understanding it doesn't make sense to have peace in the midst of all these things but biblically speaking you're doing what God has called us to do. Yeah. It's it's normal. I mean, this is just like, I think a beautiful thing because, I mean, I say that very lightly because people are dying and I'm not unaware of that. But what I'm saying is like the turning because it makes the Bible real. It does. And it, it I feel like for a very long time, people have been reading it as if it's old stories and folklore. Right. And it's not. Right. These are actually people's like diaries. Sure. You're yeah. reading like Paul's diary mm-hmm. and like all these people's diaries. Yeah. And so like what comes to mind is when Jesus is on the boat and there's a storm and he, he, he tells the storm to cease. Yeah. Like that's what's happening here. We have like, this is our time for us to put these things into practice. Right. That's why like, I believe God is so merciful and so holy through this whole thing because he's giving us the opportunity to practice and walk in the authority that he's given us. Yeah. It's like, what better time than to do it than now? Right. You know what I mean? What a better time to like get things like genuinely right and a good wake up call. Yeah. Than for now. Yeah. Crisis excites me because this sounds weird. (laughs) Because it means that a remnant is rising out of crisis. Yeah. And like, again, like I've been studying like in the like years past, um, what comes out of moments of just turmoil, even in crisis at homes where they're like, like it feels like everything around me is falling apart. I'm yeah. like, that's good. Yeah. Like I always say that and everyone always looks at me like I'm crazy where they're like, Steph, no, did you not hear me? Everything's falling apart. I'm like, great. Cause yeah. that means that something's coming out of this. Well, that's it's like in what the Paul says, like yeah. when things are like uh, everybody hates this, but when like rejoice yeah. when you, when there's trials and tribulations. Yeah. Yeah. You, you really do get to see this new side of God that you right. would have never been able to experience right. Right. unless something like this happened. Yeah. And in Psalm 91, right? Yes. Psalm 91, David talks about pestilences mm-hmm. and basically like diseases, like what we're seeing now. And he yeah. says that he will only see it. It will not touch him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that's where I find my peace. Yeah. Like that's where I, I take my, my rest in yeah. that, that I will see it, but it will not touch. Yeah. Me. And again, like this isn't like, I'm not saying like go against what the government no. is saying. Like, Therefore, there's the Bible says, so like, you know what? Still be like, the government. Like, no. like still clean things. Yeah, like, <laughs> like honor your government. Yeah. Like I still believe in that unless it causes you to compromise your faith. Yeah, then. No. Right. Then we, then we, we, we talk a about it in a different way. Yeah. But if your faith, your faith isn't being compromised no. right now. So we honor the government. We're social distancing. We're cleaning. We're wiping things down, washing hands. We're doing all, we're taking the necessary steps steps 
as instructed using wisdom right um but at the same time we are not in turmoil yeah right we're not crying we're not filled with fear because of all of this is happening or because there's all these regulations and rules no 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 instead what we say is okay god this is what's going on what are you doing okay this is what you're doing we have perspective and we continue on with joy and if we run out of food then the ravens will feed us and also or judah and noel yeah we eat our horses the horses I don't know. Like, I think that that's what it means to be the church. Like, I think it it means to like be peace where there is no peace, like be joy where there is no joy. You're going to get some hit back, but, um, I don't know. Like that's normal. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and yeah, that's, that's, that's what I think it means to be the church. People will call you dumb and say, well, you're just being ignorant or not even ignorant. I think it's like the whole religious thing. Yeah. Like I think that what's hard and what, what the most thing that I've been kind of seeing is Christians are calling other Christians religious because they're, they're, they're reading what the Bible says and being like, this is legit. Let me put this into practice. Yes. Yes. And so they're, they're seeing people like that and they're like, "Mm, don't preach yeah you know what i'm saying like uh you're you're just being an ignorant supernatural bible freak like okay first of all i'm not saying call all covid19 <laughs> patients into my home yeah, and yeah, let me yeah. heal them i'm saying that i'm not gonna be in turmoil and i'm not gonna let this steal parts of my life right. i'm not gonna be broken over it i'm not mm-hmm. gonna you know what i'm saying am i gonna cry for those who are losing yeah, loved ones awful. and mourning yes i'm gonna cry with them am i gonna repent on behalf of my nation absolutely yeah. am i gonna do those things absolutely but yes will i but, stay silent no or will it take my joy in my life yeah. absolutely not yeah all right everybody this is the episode <laughs> i don't have anything else to add do you have anything else to add um um no if you just like want prayer uh if you want to talk you know hit us up follow stephanie and the butterfly effect podcast yeah um, I put on some really good content. And we miss you guys a lot. <laughs> I Yeah, we miss you guys a lot. Yeah, we miss you guys. If you guys have any topics you want us to talk about, let us know. <laughs> yes, please let us know because we're running out. All right, <laughs> love you guys. Bye.